WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number three of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. You can join the program at 617-779-7937. We started Celtics. We hit on the Red Sox. Of course, a lot of... Patriots and NFL coaching news along the way as well. Local news, Jeff Halfley, the uh, BC head coach, no longer. According to reports, he's going to be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. So BC will be uh, looking for a new coach. Also want to uh, mention this real quick, courtesy of Mike Cadlick for pointing this out, but uh, the Patriots on Instagram, Fitzy, posted a couple of photos from the senior bowl and so the two of them mm-hmm. like the senior bowl and patriots shared a uh, couple of posts here a couple of pictures well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at those right there on the old grandma jamma ding dong one of them happened to be of oregon ducks quarterback bo Nix. what i am talking about yes and uh in the comments a lot of comments as you can imagine a lot of likes in there one christian gonzalez with a comment saying hey bo and then a smiley face Emoji. Christian Gonzalez, of course, teammates of Bo Nix at Oregon. Gonzalez was on his on his way to being defensive rookie of the year after the first month. Then sadly got hurt, and because everything was awful this year for the Patriots, he didn't return. But I'll tell you what: now make it three people: you, me, and Christian Gonzalez that like Bo Nix. Nobody else That's called the coalition right there, Richard. <laughs> Nobody else that I've talked to likes Bo Nix except for you, me, and Christian Gonzalez. I'll take it. Uh, so I was watching because uh, it, this is what we do. Yep. And also, I am a nerd, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a nonstop consumer, not full blown hardo, no, but definitely like someone who just can't get enough football. And I was watching some of the Reese's Senior Bowl practices today. I got to tell you, he's got injury concerns up the wazoo. I know you and I like Bo Nix, and we're, we're, we'll see what how he does yeah. all, all week long. And then, of course, Saturday and the Senior Bowl. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching a little bit of the action today. Damn, Penix can spin it. Penix can spin it. He had Holy some throws. Smokes. That can semifinal he put it where game, it needs he had to some be. Sick throws. Yeah, and I mean, he went up against Michigan. Oh, I get it. In the yeah. final, and for God's sakes, he looked good early, but then eventually their line, which was really good, yep. got caved in by a professional football team. They like, both. Michigan is so oh good. loaded. They were stacked, and you know, Nix and Penix both had at least one really good receiver that'll probably go in the first round. They had great offenses and all that stuff, but oh, Roma Dunze is going to be, he's going to go in the top, top 10, top 10. Probably I, I do like, and I mean, you can read into this, whatever you want, but mm-hmm. if Nick's was like a dink and Christian Gonzalez saw that <laughs> he probably wouldn't comment on it. Right? Like not that it's the be all end all that he's liked, but I think it helps. We just went through this whole thing with Mac Jones. The most recent uh, articles about like, not a leader at all, and like guys like rolling their eyes at him and the whole thing. And meanwhile, you got Gonzalez. He didn't have to comment and say anything. And you'd think Gonzalez is going to be one of the best players in the team going forward. And if he, like, I don't know, it's sort of a, a, a vote of confidence for uh, Bo Nix. I'll take it. I'll take I it. I absolutely, it's it's going to be, I, you know what? I just retweeted Cadillac's thing, uh, grabbing that in the comments, mostly just because I want people clapping back at me because for some reason, <laughs> Bo Nix, the people hate Bo it Nix. appears as though Bo Nix either like, Stole everyone's girlfriend, was no, mean no, to their dog, or tried to he's a happily married man. bang everyone's mom. No, I think what happened with Bo Nix is he was one of these guys that started right away. He was like Mr. Football in Alabama, went to Auburn, had a couple years. In-state year- savior, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, so he was hyped like to the moon, and he had a couple years there at Auburn where he didn't look 
great. Nope. And then he went to Oregon, and he was awesome. And people are like, well, I was so old. It's like, well, a lot of these prospects are old, especially these COVID guys. They're all staying in school so long. I mean, you think he's still younger than uh, Malik Cunningham by a few years. But either he's way. Almost as old as Brandon Whedon. <laughs> but they're not even that old. Like, people are making Nixon uh, Penix out to be like they're 28. They're not. Oh, dude, I can't tell you how many comments have been. They keep adding. I did was throw screens and checkdowns. So Nix is currently 23. He'll be 24 by the time the draft happens. Okay, he's 24. It doesn't mean he only has a two-year contract. You still give him a four-year contract. Does he have a chip that says he expires at age 30? <laughs> this isn't Logan's run, for God's sake, I, and that's a very contemporary reference, everyone. That You're is, welcome. That is. That's, a very, that's on brand. I, the, Bo Nix, though, like... People question his arm strength. I think he's got arm strength. Like, I think he could throw it. A lot of the throws, and I know it's like, well, it's like behind the line of scrimmage. But if you watch Oregon play, how many times does he throw it from, like, one hash to outside the numbers on the other side? So it might be one yard, like, as far as, like, moving down the field. But mm-hmm. he has to throw it all the way across the field, like, a ton of times. I think he's got enough arm strength. And he can scoot a little bit. We keep looking for somebody who can scoot. Oh, more keep than a, a little alive. bit. Yeah, more than a little bit. He's sure. very athletic. And so, so is Penix, too, and you don't yeah. want him running as much given his ACL and injury history. But I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I just, for the life of me, yeah. do, people just want. They don't like him. They're so afraid. I think there's this Mac Jones shell shock that's going on right now. Mm. And they think that Bo Nix is going to be nothing more than the Oregon version of Mac Jones, someone who looked good at the collegiate level, but that's only because he was in a system that favored him with good weapons, and he's not going to be able to oper- or operate and understand and thrive in a pro style system where he has to have a big arm yeah. perform under all the scrutiny and conditions like he's I think he's a little tougher too and uh, it comes from a football family as well yeah he uh, played what 60 games in college 61 <laughs> games when they talked to him today on the NFL network yeah uh came across as pretty affable as well didn't have any of that dinkishness about him that people have criticized I, Mac Jones for I, did he measure yet or that they wait till the combine to do all that but I think like he's talked, listed what Frank Gore measurements or yeah that's what I'm interested in no, he's, he's uh, how big are his wrists? Let's let's get let's start there. Tyquan Thornton, small wrist should have been a red flag. Can oh. he can he pick it? Mm-hmm. Tiny little baby hands should have been a red flag. Oh, it absolutely! Stinks. He had to go through hand stretching for God's sake. <laughs> and how painful is that, by the way? Hand stretching? No, don't do it. Don't do it. Just no. be proud of your what the hands that you have. The hands that it's you like, were dealt are the hands like that, that you got. What was the movie Gattaca? Um, great movie, by the way. Gattaca. Like one of the brothers. Remember that movie? The sci-fi movie? Yeah. Okay. One of the brothers went through leg stretching at one point just no. to try to keep up with the other one. Yeah, yeah. It looked hard. There was an point. online petition back in great the day movie. when Rajon Rondo was at Kentucky because mm-hmm. his hands were so big. Longer it, than Pedro's, it looked like. Yes. Oh, his hands were freakishly big. And... He was such a bad free throw shooter, like his whole career. But in in Kentucky, there was like an online petition. They were like, he needs to have his hands shortened. I don't know what how, the surgery. How, how that how do you that, shorten someone's hand? They said he'd be a better free throw shooter. They were pretty adamant about it. Oh, but for the love of, what is wrong? Nix is listed at six two two nineteen. So we'll see. Well, actually, that might have even been when he was in high school. So maybe maybe he weighs a little bit more than that. What I'm looking at here, but. I don't know. It's not like a big quarterback. It's not a tiny quarterback. Remember when Kyler Murray? I remember. I think we had breaking news. We were on the air when Kyler Murray uh, got measured, and we like broke in with how how tall he was because it was such a big story. And he still went number one overall. So, all right, let's go to the phones. We got uh, Mike in Wakefield. He joins us next. What's going on, Mike? So I woke up this morning and saw that Tom Werner and uh, John Henry invested in the PGA Live 
project. Yep. My question is, do you, guys, do you guys know who Redbird Capital is? No. Okay, Redbird Capital owns 40% of Fenway Sports Group. Okay. Private equity is ruining professional sports. What's mm. happening is these private equity firms are buying in, and they are basically controlling all the dollars, and they're completely profit-driven. And I see it in the industry that I'm in, and I'm seeing it in professional sports. And I'm just on Wikipedia, and Wiki, uh, indicates that they put $750 million into Fenway Sports Group, which means they have a massive voice. And I can tell you that they're more up to say, sign these mid-level people, stay away from these heavy, heavy contracts. And the fans in Boston are waiting for the Red Sox to make a big move. I think they are not going to be doing that for a very long period of time. And, you know, for me, I'm just hearing my friends talking about why they aren't participating. I'm like, guys, it's all about the money yeah. and the profits. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're naive to think that all these owners aren't, like, business people. Like, that is a priority to them. Although it is nice when you have, like, Wick Rosbeck and Robert Kraft who clearly want their team to win, right? You can question some of the measures along the way, but they root for the team. They care a lot about the team. And you don't get that sense with John Henry. And it's almost as if he's like, you guys are so ungrateful. He's like, this franchise never won a World Series or, you know, had been so long until I got here, turned it around. So you guys should be good. It's like, no, we're not. Like, like, yes, we're happy about the World Series. Don't get me wrong. But you should still be a player. It's the Boston Red Sox. You can't have the most expensive ticket, the most expensive beer, and the most Mm -hmm. expensive hot dog, and then, like, the 11th payroll. And Correct. no star players. You can't have it both ways. But so. that's what they're that's what they're I'm doing. Telling, that's what they're doing, and they're and they're I, making a profit. So like they're not going to change. So was it was it um, was it Rosenthal who said uh, that you know why fire Heimblum in the first place? Yes. Or was that the, okay. yeah Rosenthal? I, I I I have long since believed. I will continue to believe, and I think Craig Breslow is just Heimblum in a different in a with different, a curveball. That's my line. A, yeah, like you said, Heimblum with, with the curveball. Curve. Yep. Uh, and throws from the opposite side. But I, honest to God, feel like after they won the World Series in 2018 and then the, they spent like crazy and gave all, Chris all that money and, and the ownership was like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. All right, Dombo, this is what you want to do. You're not going to you're not going to work with us because we've got a whole new series. We've got we've got four World Series. We've got a whole new series of edicts. We're going to run things differently. He's like, but I want to keep spending like crazy and win a World Series. Great. Go somewhere else. Bye. See ya. They bring in Bloom to be fiscally responsible, make it look like they're going to be going with this whole new Tampa-style stock to farm, advanced analytics. Nonsense. They played it cheap. They're done winning World Series now. They've given the fans all they could ask for in multiple lifetimes with four World Series over a 15-year span, and now they're just going to make money, fill the ballpark, keep them just competitive. They're just going to be slow-dripping the drug to us, Ugh. and they're never going to go for it the way they used to until they sell the yeah. team. Yeah, because it really it goes back to, in many ways, people are probably sick of me bringing it up, but Mookie Betts, was that really a uh, a baseball player decision? Were they, were they really worried about Mookie Betts breaking down in eight years and not being worth you know $30 million a year, or are they just like, we're not going to take on a contract like that? We're not going to be a player on, for that. Because if you, you weren't going to sign an overweight third baseman who doesn't, it wasn't as good defensively that you signed because you were upset you got booed at your own little party in Springfield. That was the one. That's right. That was the one kind of shield that they have. They like, what are you talking about? We got a long term deal. It's like yeah, you've had one, and you were forced into it because you also let Xander Bogarts walk away, and he signed crazy money somewhere else. Not that me, I, I said overweight. I should have said husky. I husky, fine. 
And not that Bogart should have signed the deal that he signed in San Diego right. here. I'm not advocating right. for that, but. All right. But he would have stayed. I know. If they I, if they approached him I and know. said, here's six for 162. Yep. It's a little bit of an overpay, but considering how much you've been worth to the city and the team yep. and how people are going to love to see you go box to wire in this uniform and because you still put asses in seats because people love rooting for one of their guys, stay. And then instead he overpays. And now both organizations are paying for it because yep. the Sox fans still miss him. And San Diego's like, oh, I'm sorry, we paid how much? I was like, huh? What? All right, we have a lot on the table here, and feel free to weigh in on any of it. 617-779-7937. You steaming at the Red Sox as John Henry's got another billion-dollar endeavor that he's involved in that is, does not include the Boston Red Sox. The uh, Senior Bowl is uh, ongoing. Fitzy and I like Bo Nix. I'm guessing you out there don't, but you can weigh in on that as well. And let's take a look back. It's a good time to do this, Fitzy. Take a look back at our predictions. We had... Uh, team predictions, like who is going to be playing in the Super Bowl, as well as individual award predictions. We could take a look at what we had at the beginning of the 2023 season and see how close or how far away we really were. Uh, we'll do that coming up next, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics beat the Pacers at home last night, 129 to 124. Celtics clinched the season series with Indiana 3-2. Jason Tatum had 30 points. Jalen Brown, 25. Derek White, 24. That was the third time this season that the Celtics starting five each had 17 or more points. Tatum had two big blocks in the final 30 seconds of the game, which helped Boston hold off Indiana. Here's Jalen Brown speaking after the game, speaking on him and Tatum's growth as leaders in limiting lost leads. Uh, I think that we've grown in a lot of ways. You know, experience is the best teacher. You know, personally, I've grown, you know, taking care of the basketball. My turnovers are down this year, making sure we get a good shot, making sure we find guys, hitting guys on the numbers, you know, um, identifying, playing smart basketball, identifying the matchups, and, and going from there. I think we've grown in those areas as a unit for sure. And then also, we've got a, a bunch of different guys in the locker room who's been able to, to step up in the fourth quarter in clutch moments, D. White, Drew, Przingis, guys that, you know, are big-time players. So I think that has made a world of a difference, too. Celtics' homestand continues tomorrow night when LeBron James and the Lakers come to town. Tip-off from Causeway Street at 7.30. Patriots, they're hiring Rams assistant special teams coach Jeremy Springer as their new special teams coordinator. Springer, originally from Texas, spent eight years coaching in college with UTEP in the last two seasons with the Rams. And the Red Sox announced Wednesday that they've claimed infielder Romy Gonzalez off waivers from the Chicago White Sox. And in order to open a spot on their 40-man roster, Boston designated right-hander Zach Weiss for assignment. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith show, including Kiefer Madness, coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on W-E-E-I. You can join us. 617-779-7937. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well, at Rich Keefe Show. And that is where, at the beginning of the year, we posted all of our predictions for the upcoming season. Mm. For the week before the week before the Super Bowl. It's as good as time as any 
take a look. So we picked all the playoff teams. We picked the title games, the Super Bowl matchup, Super Bowl winner, as well as all the individual awards. So let's see how we did. So it was uh, the texture from yesterday is going to hate this, but it was me, Fitzy, and Hart that did this. And we all had the Jets, Jaguars, and Bengals making the playoffs. All right. So right away, we're each all down three of the seven Oof. playoff teams in the AFC. Woof. I also took a big swing and came up empty with the Chargers. I thought the Chargers were going to grab a wild card spot. They did not, and they nope. fired their coach. And I was of the belief uh-huh. that the Jaguars would be on the ascent yep. after the big wild card win against the Chargers mm. and that the Chargers would not be able to recover from that cataclysmic blown 30-point right. Wild card loss. Correct. So we all had the Chiefs in. That was an easy one. We all had the Bills getting in. That was an easy one. Uh, you did not have the Ravens, however. Uh, not. Hart and I both had the Ravens getting in. Uh, you did have, credit to you, you had the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers finding a way in and the Cleveland Browns. How about that? How do you like them apples? So you went with, let's see, Steelers, Chiefs, Bills, Browns. So you had four. Mm-hmm. I had Chiefs, Bills, Ravens. So I had three. So the AFC, not great. So Fitzy takes the AFC. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, Hart had, let's see, uh, he had Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Ravens. Oh, no, so he also had four. So you and and Hart tied. All right, NFC, let's see. I went Eagles in, Vikings not, Buccaneers in, 49ers in, three, Cowboys in, four, Lions in, five, and the Bears. Okay, five out of seven ain't bad. Five out of seven ain't bad. Bears was a like like again big swing. You got to take some hacks up there sometimes. So I had five of the playoff teams. Fitzy had Cowboys, one, Lions, two, Falcons, mm-hmm. nope, Forty Niners in three, Eagles, four, Seahawks, four, Packers, five. So also five. Look there at that. My Not faith bad. in the pack. Not goal, the pack, pack goal. Meanwhile, Andy Hart had Eagles. He had One. Packers winning the division. Ooh. He had Saints. Two. So, no, it was not the Saints. 49ers. Three. Cowboys. Four. Seahawks. Four. And Giants. That's worse than my Bears pick. So, yes, yeah, so you, you took, what, total? You had uh, one more than Hart and one more than me, right? Yep. Okay. So I tied in the AFC, took the NFC, which means I am the overall champion. Yes, yes, yes. No, regular, no, no. no we regular tied, season edition. We tied NFC. We both had five. No, but I'm saying, but if you add the two, oh, right, 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 together, right. Yeah, playoff teams. Out of the 14 teams. playoff teams, yeah, you had the you're the most. Now this is where it gets good. The Super okay. Bowl matchups. Super oh, Bowl. Oh, 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 oh. I had the Cincinnati Bengals over the San Francisco 49ers. I would have liked to have seen that match. So there you go. That would have been, that a, been a forty. Yeah, long time ago. A forty. I think that was like Super Bowl seventeen. Uh, Kenny Anderson ooh. against Young Joe Montana. Yeah. So there you go. That would have been a, a rematch. Let's get stats and research on. That. They would have been able to show those uh, highlights. But I got the Niners in there, so I'll take. It. I know they were sort of a chalky pick, but whatever. They got, they got in there. Uh, Andy Hart had Eagles over Jets. So that's not happening on. Sunday or a week from no, Sunday. No, that will not be. They will that that game will not be played. No. And Nick Fitzy Stevens had 49ers over Chiefs. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh. oh no, yeah. I did. You had 49ers so over Chiefs. Now that means I have to stick with it. Yeah, I would say so. You had that all year. No, you don't so like I'm it. I'm the only you one like... on the show that still has a live. Yeah. Well, a winner. I had the Niners Bowl. in it, but I had the Niners losing. So I had a Super Bowl uh, team, okay. but okay. I had them losing to the AFC, which I think well, is you probably can, what I'll Well, do. you can still bet on the Chiefs and say, hey, I, look. Uh, right, I had it. I had it. But yeah, you had Niners and uh, Chiefs. Can I? Okay, just I'm, I'm not going to make any acceptance speech because this is just you know part of the biz. However, yep. Yep. I am going to say today is the first day, and there's a lot of days left till Super Bowl Fifty Eight. A lot it of time sure to change is. my mind once again. Yep. Today was the first day I wondered, you know, because betting against Mahomes, who would do that? That seems like full mm-hmm. a fool's play, foolhardy decision. You're thinking today about was it. the first day I thought, Rich, uh-huh. there is a chance the Forty ers can win this game. Of course, there is. Well, they're in it. I know. <laughs> I got it. Just being there is half the battle. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're still favored. They're two point favorites. So right. I mean, and the Patriots were favored in Super Bowl Forty Six. I get it. Chiefs were dogs. Game? Chiefs were dogs last year because I remember that was one of the first bets. That was when we had live betting at the casinos. So I went to a casino mm. bet just on the Chiefs outright. I mean, it was close. It was like plus one fifteen or plus one hundred five or whatever. But mm-hmm. they were plus money last year on the money line. During the break, I read a fun little stat that'll okay. kind of, right. kind of, uh, I think, turn everyone's heads or get them to apply their brakes. So hopefully, safely on the ride home. Yeah, be safe um, out there. Did you know? I got this from uh, Sports Center on the IG. Okay. No player ever drafted from Alabama has scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Shut your mouth. No player ever drafted from Alabama has scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I wish I knew that last year because I took a Devonte Smith anytime touchdown. Mm. Now there's egg on my face, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So Hurts and so didn't, everyone everyone Hurts clapped about touchdown last year. Who's that? Hurts didn't, huh? Jalen Hurts was drafted from the University of Oklahoma. Oh, 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 drafted by. Got it. It wasn't yes. like played for at any point. Okay, nope. so that's a drafted that's a that's a from. good little caveat there. Okay. Yep. Nice little disclaimer. Interesting. Yeah, Derrick Henry's not playing in uh, Super Bowls. Do we uh, have any Alabama players this year? Uh, let's see. Debo was South Carolina, I believe. Debo, McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Kittle are not. Okay. And then Travis Kelsey's not, and the rest nope. of the trash for the <laughs> Chiefs is not. I believe that's how they refer to them. <laughs> Kelsey, trash, get out of here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think those guys have. All right, player uh, player awards. We were all in on player awards as well. Okay. Um, oh, actually, a couple of fun ones first. The first quarterback benched. I don't even know if I don't even know if I kept track of this, but Hart and I both said Ryan Tannehill. He was definitely close, mm-hmm. and Fitzy went with Baker Mayfield. Shame Ooh. on me. Nope, he just he took it and ran. He took it and ran. He, he was did. actually in the playoffs, but I, hey, listen, you take a big swing sometimes. Yeah. First coach fired though. You nailed it. Yep. Josh McDaniels. You had Josh McDaniels first coach fired. Hart went with Todd Bowles. I went with Kevin Stefanski. So Hart and I both went with coaches that ended up making the playoffs. And so, Stefanski might win Coach of the Year. Yeah, he might. So I think maybe I must have screwed that up because Coach of the Year is the guy that probably should have been fired. I went with Matt Eberflus. You'll you'll know you'll know why in a second. Uh, Hart went with Robert Sala, <laughs> <laughs> and Fitzy Mike Tomlin. So he's not going to win, but good one. Yeah, good nope. one. Made the playoffs again. Thank yeah, you. Good one. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I went with Christian Gonzalez. So I feel mm-hmm. good about that. I feel like that with an asterisk, I should have won. You went with Jalen Carter, and Hart went with Will McDonald. None of those three are going to win. No. Nope. Offense. going to win defensive rookie of the year, you think? Who is? 
It's going to be Will Anderson out of Houston? That's, yeah, I think last time I checked, he might have been the favorite. Yeah, maybe maybe Will Anderson will win. I'm trying to think who are the other guys on the short list. Well, they just did the nominees, right? They, so there's there's five guys listed, I think, as, as nominees. Mm-hmm. So he'll be in the mix. Offensive rookie of the year. None of us are going to get it. Although you and Hart both took Bijan Robinson, who is one of the finalists. Uh, none of us had Puka Nakua. None of us had C.J. Stroud. I did none go, of us had heard of Puka Nakua. That is say. also true. I went uh, Anthony Richardson. I was going sort of uh, QB, big kind of onto the scene burst, and he was okay, and then he got hurt like a million times. Uh, Will Anderson has won the Pro Football Writer Association's Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay, so it'll probably so be he's him. already won yes. a version therein, right. and C.J. Stroud won uh, PFW Pufua, the Rookie of the Year. I would give it to Nakua, but I mean, it's they love quarterbacks, so 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 would I because you know what? C.J. Stroud was the second overall pick. Now he was exceptional the first half of the season, then he was good to very good at times. Second half of the year, threw a few more interceptions, got dinged up, but did lead the Texans not only back to the playoffs, yeah, an unlikely AFC South title, nails in that game. Um, and they win a playoff game, which was amazing. And he just actually yeah. housed the Browns. Oh. That said, Puka Nakua was a who the hell is this guy? Fifth mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. Rams believed in him. Has one of the best seasons a wide receiver has had, period, let yeah. alone rookie wide receiver. I know. It's pretty crazy. Monster. All right. Defensive player of the year. Here we go. I went with, let me see here, Nick Bosa. And okay. you and Hart both went with Micah Parsons who's one of the finalists. He's in there. I like Miles Garrett this year. Is TJ Watt nominated? Yeah, I believe so. I feel like he almost should be the default pick until further notice. Guy's just Watt's insane. Yeah, Parsons is always, he's a guy you could always kind of put in the mix. I think Garrett was really great. Max Crosby had a good year. Yeah, but see, the thing about like, so TJ Watt wanted to play through an injury and yeah, he yeah. couldn't to the point even where his brother joked about stepping in and putting on his uniform for him right. coming out of retirement for one game. Yeah. Whereas Micah Parsons, a little bit of a no-show in the game where he needed to be a bit more of a show. True. True. Now it is a regular season award. Keep in mind. Okay. But I hear you. All right. Offensive yeah. player of the year. This is the one thing we all had a unanimous. We're not going to get it, but Justin Jefferson was who all three of us thought was going to win offensive player. Now, he got hurt. He missed a bunch of time. Uh, that one's kind of up for grabs. Christian McCaffrey, because some of the receivers were, were burned real hot, like Tyree Kill, A.J. Brown, and then kind of went. Uh, C.D. Lamb, actually. Compact disc Lamb is nominated, yep. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, all right, then for MVP, and this is where I fell really flat. I don't like to take, you know, favorites, as you can tell. Okay. I went Justin Fields. I thought Justin Fields was going to be the MVP. I thought he had a good, he had some good games year two. I mentioned he rushed for 1,100 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, year three, he was not, he was not good, and they're going to get rid of him. And then uh, Fitzy and Hart both thought Jalen Hurts was going to be the MVP. Yeah, I he looked like it for a minute though. Props. Yeah, he looked ten, like it. Yeah, the ten, the fall of the Philadelphia Eagles. That, that the decline of the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles Crazy, is right? as interesting to me as what happened to the New England Patriots after the bye week in 2021. <laughs> right. Like, I know. but you guys looked so good. What yeah. the hell happened? I know that's crazy. All right, so those are our uh, our uh, props and our uh, regular season predictions for 
the 2023 season. Uh, Bill Belichick remains out there. He's been a topic of conversation off and on for the last couple of weeks. A few with, people have talked here and there. Yeah, about and with Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens, getting the Seattle Seahawks job. Half and Bill's age. With Ben Johnson staying in Detroit, with Bobby Slowick staying in Houston, with Shane Waldron taking another offensive coordinator job. Who was left out there for the Washington Commanders? to bring in as their head coach. They're the last team to hire a head coach. They've done a bunch of interviews, obviously. But there's been no link with Bill Belichick to the commanders. But the fact that it's, I mean, Boomer Sison was like, oh, Ben Johnson, done deal. Well, it's not Ben Johnson. Now, so Boomer went over to. Like, Boomer's got to take hold, a break. Yeah, take a long hope, lap. Some, are, they don't have any more Boomer Mondays on part, as part of Patriots Monday. So you can't have. No, but you can listen to him Friday night at 9 o'clock with, right here. With Boom. Valenti? Yeah, Boomer and, uh, and Valenti. Yeah. Mike Valenti, yeah. Sure, sure they are. Uh, Tune in at 9. Maybe he'll he'll talk about his Ben Johnson scoop that went awry. He went 0 for 2. Belichick to the Falcons, happening. Ben Johnson to the Commanders, done. Wrong. I mean, now, 0 for. See, now you're going to be, now if you're Boomer, you're going to be in a spot where you might get some good intel. You probably shouldn't share it. Mm-hmm. You probably got to wait till a couple of those go through, and then you're like, all right, I got you know my sourcing back on on brand. That's tough. But my, do you think the commanders now say we should probably bring in Belichick at least to talk to him? I, you, you'd think they would have to at least. Yeah. I mean, because there were all those rumors, all that nonsense that Mike Florio stirred up a while ago, and I guess stirring up nonsense is the majority That's of the, the business thing, yeah. at, at PFT. But you got to figure that if there was some room, and I had heard it too and a few other people that I trust around town and who talk about football had heard the same rumor that there was interest from the commanders in Bill Belichick. You have to wonder, did the way the rest of the season went, basically from the commander's game on, which was not great, did that take away, <laughs> did that force a bit of a decline in yep. interest? Did that force the hand of the commanders uh-huh. to, to where it was like, well, Josh Harris wanted to bring him in, but, oh boy, things yeah. really, it was a garbage fire at the end of the season. We're all set. So just yesterday, there was an article written on ESPN about who the commanders are looking at for their uh, coaches. And they're like, here's a list of the candidates. And so, again, this was yesterday. So Ben Johnson was on the list. Cross him off. Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator from the Lions. So I guess maybe. Dan Quinn. You really want Dan Quinn? uh, Cowboys D coordinator. I don't. Anthony Weaver, who is the D line coach with the Ravens. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mike McDonald, who took the Seattle job. Cross him off. Bobby Slowick, who's staying in Houston. Cross him off. And Eric Bieniemy, who is their own offensive coordinator. So right don't now, think he's going to get it. Yeah, so it's either promote Bieniemy, which I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen. Hire the D-line coach from the Ravens, Dan Quinn or Aaron Glenn. So you wouldn't want, not you, but if you're the commanders, you wouldn't want Bill Belichick or freaking Mike Vrabel over any of those guys on the list. Mike Vrabel, I would want over Belichick because that team is not going to be really good right away. They're going to need some time to grow. But if you if you hit on the number two pick in the quarterback, that's a huge if. But if you hit there, then you you could maybe have something. And you see what the the state of the Giants, the state of the Eagles, like that's a division where some years it's good, some years it is not. You could you could contend relatively soon. But if they hire Dan Quinn over Bill Belichick, like I don't really understand that one. And would Bill Belichick now? Let me ask you what the sort all of, defensive, not all defensive guys, but the guys that are left. It's like B enemy and then defensive mm-hmm. guys. 
Would the optics of Belichick perhaps taking a meeting with, if not ultimately landing with the commanders, oh, yeah. would, would that be sort of like, oh, man, poor Bill. All that was left was the commanders, and he got the NFL's sloppy lasts. Uh, he took the last I call. Think like be, The lights yeah, were on, and yeah. he was like, well, i got to kiss somebody. <laughs> yeah, because of the way the hiring order went, there'd be yeah. a little bit of that. But if he went to the Falcons, I'd be like, why are you going to the Falcons? Because it was the only team that was interested in him. So it, just because it happened earlier, mm-hmm. I think like going into next season, him coaching the commanders with new ownership and a chance to turn what was once a great franchise back into a good one, I look at that as like a better NFL job than the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. Oh, I, th- I think the commanders, no. I, I, I think they would be crazy not to bring Mike Vrabel in. Yeah, Vrabel would be the call, but they should at least interview Belichick. But maybe Belichick is just so like beside himself with how this whole thing turned out that maybe he's like got his mind set on taking a year off. I don't know. Maybe he what would is, de- maybe he would decline. What is Belichick going to do next year? Because does Bill want to do two interviews and not get it? Like that's like oh, oh let me apply. How bad would that look, Rich? Like this is one of those things where it's like you know how they say in Hollywood, there's um, there you know like. There are people that still have to audition for parts, and there are actors, if you will, talent yeah. that are offer only. They don't want to go through the process of auditioning no. and then having to like Tom Cruise was turned down for what? No, like, am I in your movie or not? Yeah, that's it. Like, you make the offer to mm-hmm. me, I decide, and then I tell you how much. Like, Bill Belichick should, at this point should be offer only. Right. Yeah. Instead, he's paraded out there all over Twitter and Instagram with the Falcons. Hey, we interviewed Bill Belichick. Oh, we have a second interview with Bill Belichick. But yeah, we don't want him. Now, it, the the opposite could be true. Maybe Bill didn't like what they were offering, and Bill didn't like what they were saying. But still, the perception is he interviewed twice with the Falcons and couldn't get the Falcons job, and they went with Raheem Morris. Nobody else wanted to interview him. And then, so what? You go through the charade of the Commanders thing because they haven't found a coach yet, and then you still potentially don't get that job. Yeah, that'd be tough. But think of again, I will say, maybe if the commanders do call Belichick, they could sort of tug at that one little heartstring of like, Bill, think about how many. First of all, you get the thing here. You get to play the Giants twice a year. NFC East, how much you love it here. Mm -hmm. You can shove it right down old Jarrah's throat there by beating the Cowboys twice a year. Right. And think about how many great coaches finish their careers with the commanders, who used uh-huh. to be called the football team, and or the Redskins, like you had Vince Lombardi here, Long we history. had Joe Gibbs, yep. yeah, George no Young, like come on, something. So maybe it could happen. I, I'd I'd like him to be in the league. It would be better for everybody, I think, if he is in the league. But we shall see. All right, you can join the program six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. You can hop on. We talk Celtics early. We talk Red Sox. As John Henry has got another billion dollar investment going on, and of course a lot with the NFL coaching news. Uh, coming up in Key for Madness, Fitzy, one of the all-time great television shows is starting its final season this weekend. So we'll talk about some of our favorite moments from that show coming up next year on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. 
It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where, where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a dude. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. That Jack had died. It was a long month, but slowly Jack rebounded. Snitches get rewards. It's critical that we fight fear with knowledge. He did not want that vasectomy. All right, here we go. It's time for Kiefer Madness on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on WEEI. And coming up, on Sunday night, it is the beginning of the end, at least what they're saying right now, but the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, one of the all-time great television shows. This is going to be the 12th season of Curb, which is unbelievable. It started, what, like 20? It started in 2000, the first season in 2000. Uh, there's been 110 total episodes and I, heard, I saw a, a brief, like, red carpet thing with Larry David, and somebody was like, ah, oh, people don't really believe you that this is it. And he's like, because you said it before. He's like, yeah, I wasn't 76 when I said it before. <laughs> so if this is it, it truly is one of the best shows uh, of all time. Uh, it's in my top 20. I, I, yeah. I this, this show has taught me so much, um, and not just, like, to love awkward comedy and um, to – to you know, like respect the the true genius of Larry David, who I guess I kind of overlooked as part of the whole Seinfeld, yeah, sure, fi- uh, figurehead or brain trust. I am also a curb over Seinfeld guy. I know some people live and die by every Seinfeld line, scenario, setup, laugh, joke, etc. I'm a curb guy first. This also taught, but this uh, taught me don't judge a TV show by the first two episodes. I did not like the first two episodes of Curb, mm. but other people said, "What do you mean you don't like it? It's so funny." Just watch another one. By the third episode. Hooked and it just instantly yeah. didn't miss an episode the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen them all as well. And the side characters are amazing. And by side characters, I mean everybody besides Larry David. So some that Who's are your in favorite like, side character. Uh, the the late Marty Funkhauser. Oh my god, legend! Unbelievable. In fact, I got a I got a clip here. There's a bunch of clips you could go with, but uh, the great Marty Funkhauser. Do you like my water? I, no, I really don't. I don't remember doing Do that. Do you like my water? I can't stand your water. I, I can't. I don't even know what to say. It's like I took a straw and put it in the frog's ass. It makes me sick. I want to barf every time I get near it. I can't stand the smell. I can't stand the color. And I cannot stand the taste. I can't take it anymore. So that was when he was dating someone and she had unfiltered tap water that she was trying to like say was good and he hated it and he never said a word then finally out to dinner one night with larry david he kind of exploded but yeah who's your favorite side character uh, quick story about marty funkhauser the yeah. great super dave osborne as well brother of the late marty funkhauser brother of albert brooks um yeah. he uh that in the episode the the conclusion of the seinfeld season where they do the seinfeld reunion yes and he tells a joke to Larry and Jerry Seinfeld. I and thought it's about playing that, and then I was like, well, you we have to... You can't really. <laughs> you can't. You can't you, really. You'd have to bleep the end, and that's the best part. So, yeah. Uh, it is. So, the story behind that is, as as so much of the show is, is improvisational, yeah. is that uh, 
he told the joke, and that was the first. He didn't tell Larry and Jerry what joke he was going to tell. Awesome. And so that's the first time they heard it. So when you see Seinfeld, who's notoriously impossible to crack up laughing out oh, loud, got him. it's because he had never heard that joke and he didn't expect it. So that's actually, because I am a Seinfeld over Curb guy, but I mean, they're both top 10 sitcoms for me all time. And, and yeah. like I said, top 20 shows of all time. But it was in season seven when they did episodes, it was episodes nine and 10, which were like the Seinfeld reunion without it being a reunion, but it was a reunion. I thought mm-hmm. they nailed it. Like everybody came back. They were great. Uh, you got to see Larry David and Seinfeld sharing uh, a screen together, too, like a little bit more. That, that's one of the, the ones that I pulled. This was from, uh, I think it was episode 10, season 7. You know what else has kind of been going on? You know what people are saying, having said that, after everything they say now? Yes. Having yes. said that, yes. let me say this. Right, right. You say what you really want to say. Yeah. And then you negate it. Now, having said that, yeah. so what is that? So you win either way. You know, a comedian goes up on stage. You know, you people are a bunch of morons. Having said that, I'm very happy to be here. Right. Yeah. Hey, I talked to your buddy Mocha Joe a minute ago. You know, he's a little upset that you didn't give him anything for taking those jumper cables to Tim Kaiser. He said something to you? Yeah, he did. What? He made a comment that uh, Larry was a uh, boy. It takes a lot to get a tip out of that guy. I asked him to do me a favor. I didn't say I want to hire you. I said... Do me a favor. That's what a tip is. A tip is money for a favor. No, a favor (laughs) implies no tip. Someone that's supposed to be tipped was not tipped. You better tip them. Salutations. Hey, and then uh, Jason Alexander George shows oh, up, and they're making great. fun of his book, which is really like a pamphlet. Like the whole mm-hmm. thing is just not. I mean, they could go awesome. for uh, just, at days. They could they could do that. So that's um, my favorite couple of episodes. I mean, there's so many to choose from. Where, where did you land on favorite episode? Oh, uh, I've so, so many. It's nearly impossible to choose right. from. But actually, the answer to the question you asked me moments ago dovetails nicely into this one. Um, I still think this is probably the funniest episode. It has the funniest finish of all the Seinfeld episodes, excuse me, the Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. And it highlights a rant from my favorite side character, Susie, the wife oh of God. Jeff. She's great. No one berates, no one swears at, nobody just goes off better than she does. This is from season two, episode seven, The Doll, which is where a doll head accidentally gets taken and Larry has to replace it. He replaces it later. Then a girl bumps into him. He's got a water bottle. He shouldn't have snuck into a, into a theater in his pants. She thinks he has a an erection. It just goes so <laughs> yep. south. But this is when Susie notices that Jeff and Larry have come home, and she wants to know where the doll head is. Where's the f-ing head? <laughs> I, I don't know. The kid is home hysterical because her doll, Judy, has been decapitated. Because you two sickos took the head for God knows what reason. Some voodoo shit you're doing. Where is it? Stop scratching your and tell me where it is. All right, just get me the head, all right? She's electric. Ugh. She is so she, good. Just, just, she turns on Larry. Like She yeah. tries to be nice to him, then she turns on him, and then it's just a parade of insults and F-bombs. There's no single time where she tears into somebody, no. and it's fu- not funny. And then you got Jeff in the middle, and he's always just like, Wait, what do you want me to do? Like, he's just, so, he's just like, I'm not going to do Who would be friends with someone they hate that much? It's unreal. I don't know. Uh, Stiz, what, what do you got for best episode? So I just chose a favorite. I can't do top one, top oh, five. Good. All right. So one of my favorite uh, moments was when Larry is out to lunch with Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. and they argue uh, over the, the check, which actually led to me implementing a rule in my own personal oh. life. But uh, here's the yep, clip. I- oh, sorry. Hold on here. 
All right. Here we go. Yeah, but I asked you to lunch, so... You can't just grab the check if someone has the check, Larry. That is absurdly rude. I asked you to lunch. No, li- this is my pleasure. No, it's what not. It's my pleasure, it's my Larry. No. It's my no. son. Like, give me the check, Rosie. That's so good. No, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So now, when I, you know, because that happens often, I huh. have a one, like a one-time rule. If you, are, I say one time, no, come on, let me do it, or no, 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 that's it. I offer once, and if it that, then all right, you pay. Not gonna fight over it. Yeah, not gonna fight not over. Not gonna it. fight over. And it. Rich, you mentioned the red carpet interview you watched. It was likely the piece that was circulating earlier, where he talked to this super awkward reporter from Variety. Correct. Didn't seem to be loving the, the chat. Larry did. No. Uh, <laughs> and he said his fit. No, he did not. No, he did it was not. Pretty, pretty bad interview. Um, yep. Uh, but he said his favorite episode, and this is one of the funniest episodes, was Palestinian Chicken. Hilarious. That was season. And eight. I don't. And yeah. I don't think he said that just to be no funny in this current unfortunate climate. I think no. I think he, that's probably what it was. I mean, there's just so Very many. Funny. I mean, 110 episodes. But yeah, the side character, like J.B. Smoove, when they brought him in, like what a great addition of the cast and just sort of that back and forth. Also with, with this show, they legit got a guy off of a murder trial. Did you, did you watch the documentary? Oh, that the, at the Dodgers game. So there was a guy they filmed at, at a Dodgers game. There was a guy who got arrested for murder and they proved that it wasn't him because there was footage from Curb Your Enthusiasm that had him at the Dodger game at the time of the murder. Wow. That was a, gr- that that was was a great insane. documentary. Yeah, it uh, was. A buddy of mine from New York, New York who I used to do stand-up with years ago um, lives in L.A. now. He was in the episode. Remember the episode where Bill Buckner gets berated by Red Sox fans? Yep. He was one of the two Sox fans. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, redheaded guy with a beard. He said the audition process was everything you would have ever dreamed it was because you improvise, and then if you do well enough, you make it to the callback, and then you improvise. Larry throws a scenario at you. Oh, my and God. And then you riff. That's incredible. Now, that's okay. most of the show, right? If I, yes. Am I, all right, it is a it's lot like of a imp- Christopher Guest okay. movie. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's Stiz. The scripts are like notoriously small. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this is where it starts. We want to convey this. This is where we hope it ends. Oh, that's great. And then shout out to Cheryl Hines and Ted Danson too for like all the work that they've done in the show. Cheryl was great. Uh, and the name of the Netflix doc, by the way, is Long Shot. If you're looking for that, but yeah, it uses Curb and seeing uh, footage from Curb very much to help this guy. It's a pretty crazy story. All right, there you go. Uh, Some of our favorite moments from Kirby Enthusiasm. Final season starts on Sunday, so looking forward to that. You can join us here at 617-779-7937. Three hours down, one hour to go. we got Grab Bag, uh, but also